Nine-year-old Volo shook out his baseball bat and eyed the mound, where Ivan concentrated. Ivan, tall and calculated, was known for his missile-like pitches. And sure enough, a second later, he flung the baseball toward Volo with such velocity that the batter had no time to think. Instinctively, his arms reacted by swinging his bat. The bat made sudden contact with the ball, and the ball flew over the pitcher's head toward the outfield grass. Go! Run to second base! Mikhail encouraged Volo once he came into earshot at first base. The two had played baseball together since kindergarten and now loved starring on the Nightingales team. Today, the children had gathered themselves for a friendly neighborhood scrimmage. Volo trusted Mihail, who could see that an outfielder had dropped the ball. His limber legs delivered him to the next white square in the infield. Fearlessly, he slid into second base, sending sand and clay flying into the face of their friend on second. Volo paused to watch a left fielder toss the ball back to the pitcher and knew it was best to stay put. Ivan gave signals to his first baseman and turned to throw a curveball at Natalia, the next batter. But a sudden familiar whoop and holler from behind them made every child on the baseball field freeze. Volo, it is ban you! With goosebumps down her spine, Natalia dropped her bat. Ivan stood still as a statue as his pitch fizzled into a weak roll of the ball down the mound. For a moment, Volo wished the red sand would swallow him up as he trembled on second base. Hi, I'm your host, Miss Heidi, and this is Brilliant Mornings, a podcast for families where we explore inspiring stories of the amazing people and countries of our beautiful world. The history of our world includes inspiring stories of bravery and love, sacrifice and loyalty, which all build into the development of our own characters. Sadly, history also includes accounts of horrific violence, dehumanizing actions, selfishness, and catastrophes. In our episodes, we seek to use primary sources and oral tradition to find the most accurate facts, creating an inclusive space which values every race and culture. Normally, we dive into history from hundreds of years ago, but today we'll hear about history being written as we speak. Because of the sensitive topics regarding Ukraine and Russia on today's episode, we invite parents to listen with their children and discuss the situation at your discretion, based on your particular children whom you know best. I hope to encourage our listeners today to research our world leaders, to analyze their speeches and make educated guesses at their motives, and critically analyze world events. But first, let's start with a story of a baseball game. The middle school Nightingale team is enjoying a robust scrimmage when they hear the familiar voices of some bullies from the Bears high school team from a few towns over. Volo! Sneered the leader of a gang of high schoolers, whipping his long blonde bangs over one eye. He had a twinkle in those clear blue eyes and a sideways smile as he commanded, Tell your friends to get out of here. We need the field. Volo breathed deeply, puffed out his little chest, and stood firm. Flat! What timing you always seem to have. You'll have to wait because you're interrupting our friendly game. Oh, hush your whining. You knew I'd come back. We've let you play your childish games here on the field long enough. Now get out of here. Your field? Not so fast, thief. Called Volo, the confident captain of the Nightingale's baseball team. This field legally belongs to us. You guys aren't even from this town. Get back to Rushville where you belong and stop bullying us. Bullying you? (laughs) 
You completely misunderstand our intentions. We are here to free you. Free me? Well, maybe not you, if you don't want it. I'm sure you're aware there are very dangerous beehives everywhere, and we need to blast them out and keep everyone safe. Beehive? Yes, yes, beehive from those sneaky American skis across the lake. We've heard how you're cozying up to those evil rivals, and how they shipped you gifts like all those beehives to make sweet honey. But look, the beehives are dangerous. They're stinging the small children and babies. Look at little Nina. The bee just stung her toe. We're here to remove all the beehives for your safety. We can handle our own safety. I think you're just jealous that we can be friends with everyone. You play a dangerous game, Volo. Friendship with our enemies makes you a threat to us. When you're one of the top greatest baseball teams, you have to maintain that greatness and power. We will do whatever it takes to stay at the top, to protect our honor, and to make sure our rivals don't get too close. Which you have been letting them do. I saw you playing with two Americanskis just the other day. So you'll bully the children that are smaller than you? You're deluded! We've come to offer you a hand in friendship and freedom from the bullies across the lake. I don't believe you. Actually, we are directly responding to the cries of Ivan. Ivan? He needs to be freed. I do? Yes, you do. I've heard your cries for help, and I'm here to get rid of your oppressive friends. My cries for help? Yes! Yes! Don't you even tell me your life in Ukraine has been peaches and cream. I know that ever since your family moved to the other side of the tracks, the kids haven't been fair to you. Did Mikhail invite you to his birthday party? Um, no. Terrible. And does Valentina invite you over for pizza and coke? Uh, no, definitely not. Even the adults are against you. Did the lunch lady listen to your idea to add more ice cream to the school lunch menu? No! So mean! They don't care about your opinions at all. And I know the principal never listens to your side when you get into skirmishes. Never! Well, see? You've lived a miserable life here, but now your brothers have come to help. We are taking back this field, which we have lent these kids for far too long, and now you can use it whenever you like, as long as we're not using it. Um, thank you. Hold it right there, Vlad. Ugh, Volo, haven't you learned? Don't pick a fight with the big boys. Run along. I know why you're really here. Your field is covered in ice again, isn't it? What if it is? You have nowhere to play. You're cold and- Perhaps! But is it our fault? Our field is always in the shade and takes months to thaw out in the spring? We're the greatest superpower baseball team in history. It's not right for us to have no space to practice our game. And I bet you have a good reason for wanting to use a little beach by the lake too, huh? See, now you're beginning to understand. We need that place to wash our cleats in the warm waters after our games. Please, keep your stinky feet in Rushville. Before we know it, you'll take over Pepper Peach Snack Stand, take all ice pops, use all kayaks, and hog all the picnic tables. Ice pops? Yum. Look, Volo, we've always tried to look out for you as our little brothers and sisters, but I can see now you're completely ungrateful. You've become proud and forgotten all the times we've helped you in the past. You've forgotten that this field is legally given to our town, 
And worst of all, I heard you even on the waiting list for the Evil Rivals After School Club Hato. Hato? Yes, H-A-T-O. Helping American skis to obliterate. They want to destroy us, and you're trying to join in. So get out of here before we force you out painfully. We're never leaving. Well then, I challenge you right now to a game of baseball. Winner takes all. Whatever. Mark my words, I will most definitely be washing my cleats in your warm little lake by this afternoon. Challenge accepted. Volo looked at all the children from his neighborhood who stood gaping at him in disbelief. Are you crazy, Volo? Do you want us to play these guys? They'll destroy us. I know they'll try, but remember who we are. The boys and girls of Ukraine Shire will not give up. The only place we have to play, we will fight to our last breath for the right to exist as children on our field. Who's with me? I am! Volo, the little kids need to get out of here. It's too dangerous. You're right. This game is going to be fierce. Head to Plonio's Pizza down the road. We'll see you after obliterating these invaders. The younger children, shivering in fear, hastily grabbed their backpacks and hopped on bikes to meet at Polonia's Pizza. Parents rushed their younger children away from the frightening scene. As they fled, peeking back at their beloved field, several of them were hit in the head with baseballs. Ow. Hey, leave them out of this, Vlad. We're just warming up. A couple of balls went astray. Ivan had been dragged off the pitcher's mound and flung behind the teenagers for what they called safekeeping. A new pitcher, Mikhail, jumped onto the pitcher's mound. This should be a quick game, muttered Vlad to Igor, who was up at bat. Mikhail mustered all of his strength and threw his fastest curveball toward Igor. The 15-year-old who towered above him met the pitch with an ear-splitting whack of his bat, sending the ball to the outfield. You're dead meat! Igor yelled at the little children around him, running the bases easily with his lanky legs. But in the outfield, Natalia suddenly sprang into action, summoning all her courage, knowing her future depended on this game. Her eyes fixated on the baseball in the sky, and Natalia ran like the wind. She leapt and caught the ball in her mitt, but the force of its speed threw Natalia backward, slamming her into a tree at the edge of the field. Children and teens from the field and the sidelines waited with open jaws to see if she would drop the ball. The small girl crumpled to the ground, but raised her mitt to show that the ball was still there. Natalia had caught it, which meant that Igor was out. No one moved for several seconds, petrified and in pure shock, until Igor yelled, Cheaters! Running to home plate anyway and claiming he'd hit a home run. The older boys played with no mercy, sliding into the younger children, knocking them down, destroying the field, and leaving them bruised and battered. Volo's voice could be heard above the racket of the game. Fight for your lives! Don't give them an inch! We will survive! The children on the field did not flinch in fear, but heroically ran, dodged, caught balls, and threw pitches as if their lives depended on this one game. Many sustained injuries from the brutal pitches, illegal tackles on the field, and random acts of aggression by the teenagers. Years later, people would say that never had a team on this field played with such determination and vigor as did the Nightingales this day. Word had traveled fast. 
Other teams on the baseball league arrived at the sidelines for this historic game, giving water and snacks to the tired children, bandaging wounds and replacing worn out mitts with their own. Some implored the brown bear team, stop now before more children get hurt and you completely ruin this field. This is senseless. Volo made a passionate plea to the leaders of the baseball league to help the Nightingales and for the umpire to declare the brown bears of Rushville outcasts from the league. The game did not stop. It raged on as the Nightingales fought for their right to survive. As they played, they swung, sprung, dove, and were injured for the rights of every child in the world to live and play in freedom. This story isn't over. We'll have to come back to find out what happens. In the meantime, do you know that there is a battle raging between two nations in Eastern Europe? Russia has invaded Ukraine. This war is no game. It's real, brutal, and it's destroying innocent lives while demolishing cities. It threatens to impact the entire world. Just before Russia's military entered Ukraine with tanks, fighter jets, helicopters, and parachutes on February 24, 2022, the Russian President Vladimir Putin gave a talk from his office trying to explain the invasion, which he calls a special military operation. Putin claimed that Russians who lived in Ukraine were being persecuted. They could not learn Russian in schools, and even their Russian Orthodox Church was being mistreated. He claimed that Ukrainian leaders were corrupt and had robbed money from the people, misusing money Russia had given them, and making the people there very poor. He declared that foreign nations like his rival, the United States, actually ruled the country and its courts, and that it was a threat to Russia. Putin claimed that NATO, a peacekeeping group meant to stop aggressive nations, was giving weapons to Ukraine and doing military training with them, which he sees as a danger to Russia since their missiles can reach his country. But perhaps most shocking was Putin's claim that neo-Nazi groups were in power in Ukraine. What are Nazis? Well, if you remember anything about World War II, you may recall that the Nazi party was a political group that took control of Germany in the 1930s. They believed that the German people or the German race was superior to all other races. The Nazis killed and imprisoned those they thought to be inferior. And they made Germany invade other countries like Poland and Russia. Understandably, most, if not all Russians, hate Nazis for their evil deeds of the past, and Putin's idea that Nazis control Ukraine now made Russian people support their military entering Ukraine to get rid of these dead Nazis. Because of these issues, and more importantly, because of Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky's leanings toward wanting to join NATO, Putin was taking action. He signed documents recognizing two areas of Ukraine as independent from Ukraine, the Donetsk People's Republic and the Luhansk People's Republic. The Ukraine calls this activity terrorist activity. Can you imagine if another country came and took over your state, saying that it's not part of the United States anymore? Like if Cuba invaded Florida? Well, yeah, it's a loose analogy. But imagine if Cuba invaded Florida, saying that it wanted to free all of the Cuban people living in Florida. Imagine if it renamed the southern tip of Florida the People's Republic of Florida. 
During the past months, Russian troops have taken over several Ukrainian cities, destroying homes and important buildings with missiles, tanks, and other weapons, leaving a path of destruction and death. Over 6 million Ukrainian people, mostly women and children, have left their homeland as refugees, seeking safety in other countries. Another 6.5 million have left their homes and moved to another place inside of Ukraine to avoid the areas where there is war. Innocent civilians have been killed, and others live without heat in basements, subways, and remaining structures. The Ukrainian military and even normal citizens, everyday men, women, and children, have bravely defended their country, standing in front of Russian tanks or making homemade bombs to throw at the Russians. Russian troops moved past the disputed territories in the east and came just miles away from taking over the Ukrainian capital, Kyiv, before they retreated. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky works tirelessly day and night addressing world leaders and asking for their support and help. His impassioned speeches stir his people to fight for their freedom, and his refusal to leave the country and find safety has made him a hero. When America asked if he would like to be rescued, he replied, I need ammunition, not a ride. Much of the world has been stirred by President Zelensky's brave stand in the face of so much danger. During a speech to the United Nations, President Zelensky said that Russia's leadership felt like colonizers of ancient times. He said Russia needed Ukraine's wealth and people, explaining that Russia had already deported hundreds of thousands of Ukrainian citizens to their country. Russia wants to turn Ukraine into silent slaves, he claimed, and listed the evils they were committing, including looting, stealing food and jewelry, and destroying everything that they could. He said they were not following international laws. He called for the United Nations to not just talk about the solution, but to act immediately to bring the aggressive nation, Russia, to peace and to bring them to court for their war crimes. Each day, battles rage on in Ukraine, with Russia targeting many cities, including the southern port city Odessa on the Black Sea. Because Russia has very little access to water that doesn't freeze for months of the year, it is always desired to access warmer waters like the Black Sea, where Russia took over the Crimean Peninsula back in 2014. Today, it's with heavy hearts that we speak of the war in Ukraine. It would be easier not to speak about the sickening, horrific destruction of homes, cities, and the brutality toward the precious people in Ukraine. However, we need to stay informed, alert, and be ready to help. So we encourage our listeners to dedicate time to pray and help in ways available to them. We pray for all of those involved in this tragedy. We pray for those who have lost loved ones and who have left Ukraine to find safety in other countries, and for those who bravely stay in Ukraine, fighting for their country. We also think of those in Russia who aren't responsible for their military and who have lost loved ones. I'd like to end with some encouraging words to anyone who is in a fight from the last stanza of the poem, Don't Quit by Edgar Albert Guest. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And you can never tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems so far. So stick to the fight when you're hardest hit. It's when things seem worst that you must not quit. 
as the world watches the horrendous events in Europe, let it only spur us to be and raise a generation that values truth and life. And yes, when those are both threatened, may we be brave enough to fight. No one can choose where they are born. Some can choose their leaders, but all can choose how they respond to the powers that be. May we all find strength in the face of threat to do what is right. This episode was written by Heidi Alien with intro and outro music by Matt Graycar. A special thank you to Timmy LaBianca, Micah, Arabella, Jack, and Wes for bringing alive the baseball game. We look forward to next time speaking with a Ukrainian woman who will teach us about her country. Wishing peace to the people of Eastern Europe today.